0: I start every this is a song I start every podcast with do you know this song I you do. don't start you don't have music on your show we have a live intro a live intro well, oh, like shit. A, it's, it's cool oh who, I know this song yeah. Yeah. yeah who wrote your live intro
1: Brian and I did we went to a studio and did it music wise there's there's a like a generic beat Yeah. And then we go, coming live to Onnit
0: Studios. You guys did that. Yeah. I mean, you guys basically are, and you're doing it the way you have to do it now to make, by the way, Brendan Schaub, everybody, on Fairly Normal. Hi, I'm Josh. What's up? Um, You guys, and and we're talking about his podcast, Fighter and the Kid, which I'm assuming a large chunk of my crowd doesn't know. Yeah, probably not. No, no, no. And, And so, but you guys have done it the right way. You own everything. Own everything. Literally everything. Like that's the way to go. Yes. You have to own everything, right? Otherwise yeah, it doesn't make
1: sense because for Brian and I, we started in a garage, you know? And then we came to Fox. It was like, well we can come here. But the, the only advantage really is is you guys provide a studio. Right. So we still own everything, but we'll give you the content, but we own it. You guys can distribute it. But the logo we I came up with everything.
0: everything. Okay. So let's give the people who don't know you a little bit of your background. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. You started out uh, as a fighter. Football. Football. Started off at football, played uh, shit,
1: football for 16 years. And where Div- did you play? Division one, University of Colorado. And then uh, literally had a cappuccino in Buffalo. With the Buffalo Bills. Did you? I did. Literally got there, and I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, yeah, very cool. Here's your kept you know, get back on the plane. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs>
0: Wait, can, do I get to see the stadium? No, nah, you don't you need there to anywhere. see. I can <laughs> just touch Steve Tasker. No, I'm sorry. Is Jim <laughs> Kelly around? He is, but not for you. It's only for the draft pick. Yeah, I'm sorry. Wait, so you were undrafted free agent? Yeah. How does that work? Does somebody call like your agent and go, "We'd like him to come have a cappuccino? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can he come here and just look at things
1: and get back on the plane and waste his time? Um. So yeah, wasn't drafted, but I I did all the combine prep, pro day, yeah. and at those combines and pro days. The, all the coaches are there from the NFL, especially at a big school like University of Colorado, CU. Because yeah. we had probably 10 players from my senior class go to the NFL. Is that right? I mean, one of the most successful classes of all time. Who was
0: a coach when you were there?
1: Gary Barnett. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the yeah. whole sex game mm-hmm, thing. Yeah, yeah. What, what can you do? So, yeah. So, what we, position did you play? Tight end. Tight end, full, like H-back. So I was always like a a tweener. The the starting tight end, who's my best friend, Joe Kloffenstein was a second round pick,
0: first team all Big Twelve, just a freak. So I'm gonna like, try to spell with sight unseen. Do it, K L O P F E N S T E I N. Yes, is that right? Yes. Fuck Most you. Most people don't everybody. get it, bro. Kloffenstein from one Jew to another. Yeah, bro. <laughs> he's not Jewish.
1: What? No. He's just a giant, giant man who's shredded.
0: Really? Yeah. yeah he looks a... like
1: a bad guy from a movie.
0: We don't have in my in our tribe a lot of giant shredded dudes.
1: Yeah. He's he's one of those guys where when people go, oh, they'll automatically look at an athlete go, he's on steroids. And my buddy Klopp and my buddy Tebow,
0: they're two white dudes who are shredded who have never taken anything in their life. Well, Tebow clearly hasn't. Never. Uh, I'm going to ask you two questions. One, I don't want to forget the Tebow one. At Colorado, yeah, how prevalent or easily accessible are steroids for a Division I football player? Or does it depend on the program? I don't think it depends on the program. I think it depends on the
1: guys on the team and the shadiness. Like, I, I never really saw it. Like, uh, that's, I would say now I have nothing yeah. to lose here. Everyone knows I'm an open. If you haven't heard me before, I'm I'm
0: literally an open 100%. Yeah. I do not give a That's why I asked. Fuss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, there was guys who we- By the way, that comes from being an em- enormous man with very fear, small fears of other people.
1: No, see, I disagree. It comes from being uh, tied down for so long. From, what do you mean? From, I haven't had to have a voice. When you're Division One football, you want to speak your mind, you're not getting playing time. Right? UFC, huh? I have to be this badass. I do the countdowns. If I speak out, I'm going to get penalized. I don't like the Reebok deal. I'm getting penalizing calls from the owner of the UFC. Really? So now I have my own show. UFC doesn't pay my bills. Fox doesn't pay my bills. Oh, let me go get the boss. Hey, what's up, man? Yeah, Breaking that's Sean. you. How you doing? And there's no repercussions. And It's very rare. I said this on my show yesterday. It's like if you want to listen to honest opinion about fighting or whatever, football, sports, you want to go to the guy who doesn't benefit from either side. So if you're buying an iPhone, I'm not going to the Apple store to find out how good an Apple phone is. Right. I'm going to the guy who doesn't benefit from it from droid or apple I you're want, going to the, to the kiosk the in the mall yeah man you're, the guy, up, goes, you're the guy what's
2: up dog
0: what's up i'm going to cricket yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm all about cricket i've never seen anybody go to the, kiosk in the mall but now hey buddy hey buddy you want samsung we have he's samsung he's gonna yeah. give it to you <laughs> legit bro he gets the same phone you know what i'm saying
2: so yeah for, I,
1: the openness just comes from uh I've been kind of, I haven't been able to be myself for a long time till I linked up with Brian and he kind of you know who's an actor comedian he yeah. gives me a free pass to be this goofball I've always been that my friends and family know about but when you're in the UFC it's so serious I'm not a serious you know this no you're not, not a serious guy, guy in the le-
0: I don't like being serious I know. When it gets serious, I shut down. Yeah, because <laughs> I
1: have to do it for so many yeah. years
0: and football and fighting. But wait, so in the fighting, right? And I've always been curious about this. I know that they're not putting words in your mouth, right? It's it's not like a WWE where there's a script no. when you go up to the mm. when you go up to the podium for those for the pre
1: when, the the count. So on those when they do, you know uh, during the pay-per-view when they play those things? Yeah. For guys who didn't have a personality, there was a guy named Eric Talent who ran those. And if you weren't a guy who could get what they want you to say, I've had friends, I'm not gonna call them out, who he would go, repeat after me. Really? I'm gonna destroy this guy tonight, there's no one who can stand in my way. That's in, in the pre-tape way. stuff. Yes. What and about- certain guys would be there forever. Uh, Big Brown, I was in and out. Yeah. Three minutes, I'd sit down <laughs> like, what? Oh, cool boom, and I was in it. What out. was your best line? Can you think of your best? Uh, my best line, I think, uh, it was even funny. It was a real one. It was uh, I, I was fighting Rothwell or Crow Cop, and I said, um, you know, everyone, because they kept saying how tough he is. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, listen, toughness, we're all tough in the UFC. Right. But there's a difference between being tough and talented. You, we're all tough. So the talented and toughness, the talent separates itself. So, uh and I think he, it was Crow Cop because he goes, ah, he's just a rookie who's tough. I said, well, a this rookie has skills. Right. B we're all tough. We're in the UFC. And C I have a lot of talent. He's gonna see it
0: come Saturday night. Oh, you! I ended up knocking him out. Yeah. <laughs> like, Suck on them balls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So wait. So when you get up in, in the in the weigh-ins, right, or those pre-fight, you know, press conferences. Yeah. Where they're like, look, Conor McGregor, this past one, their pre-fight press conferences. They're were great, like, right? Is that orchestrated at all or they just they're professionals and they know that kind of has to, how it has to go That's truly how they feel or a mixture of both uh, Well now see Conor McGregor
1: came on the scene and what he says is real like he's beating the game, right? He's this mystic Mac Irish dude who we want to root for he's the best shit talker we've ever had yeah. Chael Sonnen was really good, but he's not like Conor McGregor The issue is now, and this is a big problem, I think, in the sport, is guys see Conor McGregor, the ratings he's getting, the paychecks he's getting, he's the richest guy, he gets paid the most money in the UFC, and they go, oh, I got to talk shit and be a personality. But if that's not in your personality wheelhouse, you look like an asshole. So we've seen where they have these press conferences where they have all the biggest names who are going to fight, and you see guys forcing it, like... You're stupid (laughs) It's like all right, well dude You're actually a really good guy You probably shouldn't talk like that man That's not in your wheelhouse Bad shit talking is the worst There couldn't be anything worse No Like come Saturday Come Saturday night I'm gonna gonna fuck you up man It's like bro That's not very marketable Yeah you know what's
0: gonna happen bro Those those little underwear you're wearing Are gonna get all bunched up When I when I toss you around, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck your kids. What? Yeah, ah, yeah. fuck!
1: I didn't mean that. You're
0: lucky if I don't get a hard on. Did I say that? Did We're I say not here on? to take
2: part. We're here to <laughs> take your money. <laughs>
0: fuck, No! no fuck! No, God God try again. Damn it! Uh, yeah. There, so
1: guys are forcing this shit talking out because they see how good Conor McGregor's doing with yeah. it. Yeah. He's he's one in a million. There's very few guys. Usually, as a fighter, if I would have been meaner and I would have been not so worried about the performance and the stress, I would have been a better fighter. I was always so... Do you need the mean to fight? You have to. And I'm, I'm just not a mean guy. Like, it was my Why bit. do you need the mean to fight? You need the mean to fight because it's not football, it's not basketball, it's not baseball. You have to have this sort of mean tenacity to... to Get the guy out of there. You're and talking I, about in the ring, in the ring. Okay, in 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 the octagon. Because you look at certain guys, you look at you know Ronda, you look at Verdum, There's just like there's there's no mercy, man. They're in there yeah. for keeps. Yes. There's there's a guy Josh Barnett who's one of the best heavyweights of all time. We had the same cornerman, Stitch Duran, who who he works with everyone. A Triple great G. Uh, yes, yeah, Stitch Duran. Stitch Duran's
0: one of the that it, Stitch Duran is like. If you said Stitch Duran, I'm like, oh, he's a corner man, right? He's, yeah, yeah. He, literally. He's, yeah.
1: he's the best in the business. He works with Klitschko. Klitschko won't fight without him. But before you go into the octagon, Josh Barnett used to tell him, don't stop it. Let me die in there. And when I heard that, I'm like, oh, my God, that's so gangster. <laughs> so when Stitch was my corner man, I went... Do not let me die in there. If stop it looks it. bad, you stop that yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I got some shit to do in this life. This is not that important to me. I, I got some shit to do with my brain and my personality. Do not let me die in there. Well, okay, that's, that's the it, difference. So then, he's ranked
0: whatever top of all yeah. time. I'm telling dick jokes for money. By the way, you also can finish full sentences. You don't have memory issues, do you? Huh? You, exactly. No. Uh, uh, drooling. Yeah. No, I'm I'm good so far. Like that's a big a little thing, bit, right? But, Big thing. Was that, that a big one of the big reasons you got out? Where you because look you, top three for sure. You're four. You seem to be a little more forward thinking, and you've said this to me before. You had options. A lot of these guys don't have options, right? That's the problem, man. Uh, like in the,
1: in the fight game, the way that movie ends. If you if you're the director of your own movie or you're starring in your own movie, you, that movie doesn't end very well. If you ride this fight game out, man. yeah. MMA is relatively new, and we see how this big kind of change in the NFL now with concussions and stuff. Well, think how old the NFL is. I know. Well, the UFC is, I hate to tell you, man, probably a lot worse on the brain. I don't care what the statistics are saying right now. We don't know, have enough knowledge in MMA, how it's affecting people's brains. So a guy like Kevin Randleman just died, not from brain trauma, but he's kind of the first guy who, who's been doing it for a long time to pass away. I think we should check out his brain. And no disrespect to the family, but right. it'd be cool to check out his brain and just see what kind of CT he has, what kind of brain trauma he has. Well, you—it's a—it's a big deal. You people heard get Tommy mad Hearns me, f- talk, right, bro? You've heard Tommy, Tommy Hearns. Hearns Forget Tommy. How about Evander Holyfield? We had him on the show. I was like, "Excuse me, sir. Are you snorkeling? Are you <laughs> snorkeling right now? And are, what kind of cell phone are you, are you on a walkie-talkie?" Do you He's mind like, "Mind taking that dick out of your mouth before we do I'm, the podcast?" Do you have a giant <laughs> handful of Skittles in your mouth? What's going on here? It was just—it's it, a shame, man. When you see that, and to me, the juice is—and I get a lot of heat for this because, like, well, then you weren't—you're re- not a real fighter. The, maybe I'm not the juice wasn't worth the squeeze right and but again I see that come from a guy with other options So there's a lot of guys who have to because the game's not that lucrative either. right we see the Connors The Ronda's the John Jones the Daniel Cormier's who are making crazy amounts of money. Well for every one of them There's a uh, 200 guys who are f- scraping
0: by man. I imagine in the in, in the in the UFC specifically the wage disparity is crazy. It's like insane. I, like I'm sure maybe the top 1% is doing really well. But Great. everybody else has to be Every, everyone else is it's I mean,
1: if if you're fighting, you know, three, four times a year, you you could probably get the same amount of money working at Starbucks.
0: Is that true? hmm Because you have to pay out, If you're a new guy, too.
1: you well yeah you, you gotta remember a manager's taking percentage. Uh, there's no more sponsorships. It's paid by Reebok now. It's per fight. So if you're a new guy, I think you're getting fifteen hundred or maybe two grand from Reebok, which is insane, and that's right. your only sponsor now. So you have a training camp to pay for. You have your fight pay, which I think the minimum now is eight and eight sixteen grand after taxes is what. And how many do you? How long do you train? Yeah, you know I, I do twelve week camps, so three months. So okay, break, so three break that months.
0: Down. Sixteen grand plus fifteen. So you're getting 17.
1: let's say let's say let's say you're let's just. Be cool here. Let's say you made 30 grand fighting and you're, after three months. Okay. Manager, agent? Uh, nah. Usually just a manager. Okay, Most manager. Guys, unless you're a big time guy.
0: Your corner, right? Is that different than manager?
1: Nope. Yeah, it is different. Your okay. corners, you know, you usually have three corner men.
0: So, how much do you, do you pay them percentage or Stitch? I pay gets... them
1: percentage usually. So Stitch gets... is covered by the commission. So, you don't pay Stitch? No. He's a cut man cu- covered by the Las Vegas or Nevada, or Nevada so you're California paying three
0: cornermen and your manager, yep, and taxes, correct, and living expenses for those three months. Oh, for sure. While you're and you got to pay for camp, and, and well, and well, you got to pay for. So, if you make thirty thousand, taxes, paying everybody out camp after that three months, conservatively, how much do you think people are walking away with? And and 30 grand seems like more than average. I'm being cool here. Yeah. Let's say 10 grand. I mean, it could be, right? 10 grand.
1: Fuck. 3 months. And that's on the high end. I mean, you're you're in the NFL of mixed martial arts you're in the UFC. Oh my god. The, the but the thing is is and I I don't knock them for this cuz the, the UFC is new. It's it's relatively new. Right. The issue I have is them signing the Reebok deal. We we knew how that was going to affect people. So you're already, guys aren't already getting paid. So it was like, well, if the guys are good, they have personality and they're good on social media, they're going to make it up in sponsors. Yeah. But then you take that away and you force us to wear Reebok pumps. That's when I was like, fuck it.
0: Yeah. I'm out. Be- not only because Reebok pumps are not the best looking shoe in the world. No, terrible. No. Uh, let me ask you, you let your kid fight? No. Even if little Tiger wanted to fight? Unless Tiger's freaking... By the way, John Jones ish. How old is your baby? Seven weeks. I mean, that's new,
1: new. New, new. New, At- new. Everlast sent, you know, Everlast has <laughs> been a sponsor of mine forever. They sent this giant club. Saw that? With his name. It's epic, right? And I took the picture. I'm like, well, there's no, like, I was just going to have pictures of me and Brian with mics like this. Yeah. <laughs> all around the house. I'm like, this is how dad paid for the house. Yeah. Which is true. Fighting, dude. All that money's got, I have no money left for him fighting. Is that true? It's all Fighter
0: and the Kid. Oh, well, I, 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 I mean, you know, I, I how old like is so- the podcast? Four years. Wait, what was four the, What was the, what was, how far in was the spike where you were like, oh, we're fucking on to something here? A couple years? Because Brian two, was
1: doing it. A- two, two years in, two years in, you know, because I was fighting full time and I would meet with Brian um, and I was I was always good in front of cameras and doing interviews yeah. and the football team would always ask me to interview stuff like that. So I knew I was good on camera. And then. Brian wanted to do the podcast, and I was like, dude, I'm in training camp. I don't want to meet with you once a week and talk about what the fuck I'm doing. That sounds right. miserable. And then he goes, well, I think it would be good to talk about fighting. I said, well, I'll do it, but we have to talk about what anything else but fighting. I'll talk about some fighting, but let me just go. He's like, all right, cool, man. And then we started to get traction, and then when I really realized, it was like, man, well, this is getting a little out of hand. I should probably focus on a little more, is when I was fighting Andre Orlovsky. And my name was the hybrid for years from the producers on the TV show, The Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. They called me the hybrid because, believe it or not, I'm a smaller heavyweight. But I I moved like a lightweight because I had really good cardio, Mm -hmm. but I would knock guys out. So I'd hit like a heavyweight, move like a lightweight, the hybrid. Right. They came up with that. You can't choose your own nickname. Otherwise, I'd be like the Dark Knight or something fucking Can I tell
0: you something? There was a guy I went to high school with. So one day, you know, um, there were some new kids, and they were like, um, you seen Iceman? I go, what? And they're like, Iceman. You see an Iceman? I go, I don't know who that is. They like, you know ice Randy. I go, who told you his nickname was Iceman? He was like, he did. And I was like, mmm. Mm. <laughs> <So, you know, laughs> Randy can't be my friend. Yeah, I went to him. I go, hey man. Hey, Iceman. I'm gonna call- yeah, you can't. And do he goes, that. Do You think that'll stick? I go, who started it? He goes, me. I go, you can't fucking. It can't, give it's something. not gonna stick. And, so, and so Iceman it- <laughs> is like really not going to stick. No, unless you're Chuck Liddell, you yeah. can't be called Iceman. <laughs> yeah. Or unless
1: you're in Top Gun, like, Seven, you can't, you, you can't Iceman. You can't be, but no. So I, it was hybrid forever, which people whatever liked. And then uh, Brian kept calling me Big Brown on the podcast yeah. because he goes, you're, you're not white, you're big Navajo Indian, you're, you're Big Brown. You're the you're big, you're brown. I'm going to call you Big Brown. I didn't think anything of him. like, that's stupid. But he kept doing it, kept right. doing it. And then... Uh, the UFC announced the fight, and they go, the hybrid versus the pit bull, Andre Orlovsky. And fans are like, pissed. Like, I see thousands of mentions. I'm like, what? So then I go, all right, uh, if you guys officially want me to change my nickname from Big Brown, uh, you have to tweet at Dana at um, Bruce Buffer. And if he gets over a 1,000 tweets, right. I'll, I'll
0: change it. I don't give a fuck. And they got some crazy number. So I was like, dang, we're kind of under something here. Yeah. And now, and since that time, you sell 8,000 t-shirts a day. <laughs> 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 <My fuck. laughs> you know, when I wear that shirt on the road, people are like, Butter and the kid. I'm like, how you doing? Yeah, what's up, dog? It's like walking down the street in Ohio and being like, oh, age. I no, yeah, I right. Hear it all the time. It's uh, it's my, dude, it's, it's special, man. Got to be bigger than anything you could have possibly hoped oh, for. Oh, not even close. Not even close. We just fin wrapped our you know a TV show, twelve episodes. What? I a know. Podcast. Is that crazy? It's silly, man. Do you wait when I do want to ask one more about your kid, right? Yeah. You say your kid says, and you say you got to be John Jones. How do you know? And didn't you do you? Wouldn't you say you learn? Does that mean no martial arts growing up? No, just... he, he can do martial arts. He's not going to he's not gonna get hit in the
1: head. He's not going to be doing straight MMA. I'd let him do jiu-jitsu, wrestle. When it, I'd let him box but not spar. Um, I'd let him do like taekwondo you want, and you shit. Want high, are you, name, I, name the toughest kid to come out of Marina Del Rey. Or uh, Calabasas for that matter. I, I, I don't Dad's know. Dad's fucking rich. So yeah. you're, as a fighter, rich people I don't, don't make, yeah. yeah. How, how many of the Kardashians would be great fighters? No. Like, r- Kids who grow up rich really aren't really good Chloe, at
0: fighting. Chloe, who? Chloe maybe. You think Chloe'd be a good fighter? She's got size. Yeah, I think. Yeah, Rauch, she
1: does. She does. She probably has a mean wheel kick.
0: Uh, I would. My, you know, my son uh, Jacob was a black belt in Taekwondo when he was nine. That's so he used to be able to walk down them in the mall and drop into a split in either direction. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, it, it, it builds character. But I, all
1: I'm saying is, if he wants to, it teaches discipline. Yes. It, and it's there's there's some great stuff from it. Now, to do it as a career. Man, you better be pretty special. I mean, if if see it's tough because I wouldn't be where I'm at if it wasn't for fighting right. or football or anything like that. But in college, like I majored in football in Division 1 football, man, which sucks because I'm really interested in things and I uh, you know, I got a double major in how bis- many hours business a week and sociology. As but a, tell people, how many hours a week is a D1 football player? Full-time job plus overtime. I mean, you're looking you're waking up in the morning, uh, 60 it's hours football, probably. Yeah. And then you still have to do school and you school, but you got to remember the athletic uh, building. You have an athletic advisor who links you up with the right schedule, so you're you know. It's, do you it's think college athletes should be play, should be paid? Hundred percent. How much money the schools make?
0: Oh, you're not going. to. I'm with you. I'm on board. I just can't figure out how to do it. I don't either. Because look, I know who, who is the best be player on your team.
1: Best player on my team, probably a guy named Lawrence Fickers or Joel Clatter. Quarterback. Okay,
0: did Lawrence Fickers deserve more money than you? Yes. I, okay, but how do you? How do you? I don't you, know. I don't. But, do you know what I mean?
1: So when Tim Tebow was playing, his jersey it went. I think uh, LeBron James, uh, Derek Jeter, Tim Tebow. Yeah. In the world, number three. Yeah. In the world. Yeah. How much money did he see from that? Zero dollars. Zero. University of Florida saw a shitload of money from that. He won him a Heisman. How much money? How much money did they get from that? Tim Tebow gets zero dollars from that.
0: So, but if you pay Tebow more than you pay his left tackle, do you, I think there's going to be some resentment because the left tackle? So Jersey doesn't get put up. I agree.
1: So you can't do that. But there should be uh, a stipend or some sort of uh, different contract where if your jersey's in the top 10 you get a certain percentage yeah but everyone else gets paid the same starters backups third strings by there the way should be a pay tier but if you're a superstar you get percentage of sales or or any marketing that they're doing because if you go to i keep well, let's use johnny Manziel. Okay. you go to tex a&m he's on the stadium
0: mm-hmm. he's on jersey sales he radio billboards everywhere he sees zero dollars not only that you know one thing i just thought of now that i've never thought of before but when tebow's at university of florida there are a hundred percent chance there's thousands and thousands of more applications going in which 100%. is however many more dollars also into oh, yeah. the school oh it's it's a crooked tv crooked system. their tv it's, money goes dude, up It's
1: so crooked they make so much money so much money. Look at March Madness, March NCAA basketball. The kids were going, forget college, man. I'm just going straight to the NBA. Yeah. College went. No, 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 no. Uh, new rule. You have yes. to be in college for a year or two so we can make up for it. What? Why? But if I'm so fucking good, yeah, I can just go to the NBA. No, no, no. no. Yeah. We need you guys. How about the guy? Uh, uh what's his name? Uh, Forsett or uh the running back for LSU. Yeah. He's so good. They but were, he has to do one more year. Has a has to risk getting hurt in the Heisman for LSU and then CAA because it's Well, look at Marcus Lattimore. Rules. Remember
0: that dude from South Carolina? Yeah, man. If he had been able to come out, because he his leg is like, I don't know if he ever came back. I don't know if he ever came back. He did. He's just not the same. He's a D-end
1: or in a 3-4 system. He's outside linebacker, uh, Lattimore for uh, Houston
0: with J.J. Watt. But he's never been the same.
1: He's never it's, been the
0: same. I have to tell you, man. Like, for me, I – look, my son, Jacob, was a phenomenal – when I say and I played college baseball, right? Yeah. A phenomenal pitcher. Yeah. Like, even at age eight, phenomenal. And I was yeah. like, oh, this dude. And yeah. he was tall and he had long fingers. Long yeah. fingers help a lot. For sure. You hold on to that ball for longer and you can just naturally he had a little That's bit why pitchers of pitchers are taller, yes. Yeah.
1: Randy Johnson. And
0: he had a little bit his middle finger was so much longer, he had a little bit of touch on the end mm-hmm. of it. So it had natural, crazy movement. Yeah. And then at fourteen, and listen, there was a. I took him out to a coach out in the valley, and he was like, "Hey, listen, when he gets a little stronger, this dude on. is playing college baseball yeah. easy." And then at fourteen, he just stopped. He got burnt out. You know what, man? And I have to tell you, like, I, I, and this will be interesting. Like, as a parent, you, it's, looking back on it, I take sixty percent of that blame. Really, you were pushing him. No. Okay. This is like What let me ask you something. When when you see your baby for the first time, or when you go home and see your baby, it's a different type of love. Yes? Correct. Yes. It's a different it's like, oh, this is the type of love where like, oh, I would really sacrifice basically my life. Right? Correct. Right. It's a different type of I'm all into this. Yeah, you're and responsible for a hundred percent of it. Okay. Yes. I didn't push him, but I didn't read him as well as I should have. Like you know, I you have three kids. I have three kids. Yeah, you can't raise them all the same. They're different people for sure. And so I read him incorrectly with the amount that he wanted to play. So he wanted to play a bunch, and you were like, he no. wanted to play less. And I and I wanted him to uh, just throw. You know, every now and then we just go out and throw or hit and see. I, I see. I don't think you can
1: be for blame for that because. I remember I was maybe eight or nine playing tackle football and all my friends w- after school would go play while I had to go to practice. And mm-hmm. I, I was sick of it, man. I'm like, what the fuck? And I wanted to quit. And my dad's like, that's fine. That's fine if you want to quit. But I'll, we're going to go up and you're going to go talk to the team and tell me quit. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. I'm not pressuring you to play football. You're the best player on the team. If you want to quit, we just, you just can't disappear. You got to learn the lesson. You're going to go up there and see their faces, how disappointed they are. So I'm like, all right. And I'm like, I got this. We go up there, and uh, the coach, Russ Brown, who I just saw the other day, it's just crazy. My my dad goes, oh, can, can Brent talk to you guys for a second? So the whole team gets around, and my dad's like, go. Tell him what you're telling me. And I look at all my friends and teammates uh, and my coach, and I was like, I'm thinking about, uh, and I start crying. And my dad's like, no, tell them how you're giving up on everyone here because you want to go play with your friends for one day and be selfish. Go tell them. Tell them right now. And I was like, oh, my dad goes, no, I have your f- helmet, and pads in the car. Go get them. And, I, you know, it was just yeah. it was a lesson. But my dad, he never pushed me. And what The thing is is these athletes today – Football, basketball, Dude, everybody baseball. thinks their
0: kid is going to play professional baseball.
1: That's an issue. But the thing is, is they're making the kid play baseball year-round. They're making him fight year-round. Way, that's that's bad. Play fo- It's terrible. Because my dad never pushed me in anything. I played every single sport. I was so dynamic and I had fun doing everything. I never got burnt out. But also, you say how your son like, kind of didn't want to do it. You can't push him into doing it. Either, yeah. Um, t- the difference is... is he might have been super talented, but if he doesn't have a passion and burning desire to do it, there's a kid next door who's more talented and has
0: a crazy passion and yep. desire to do it, and your kid's gonna waste his time but what what ended up happening was almost that he, he people started to catch up to him because he wasn't putting work in that the other kids were and it started to frustrate him but it was you know it's it's just not for him. Even though, and my brother said, my brother's really good at basketball. My dad's like,
1: why don't you play basketball in high school? My dad, and my brother looks at my dad and goes, just because you're good at something doesn't mean you have to do
0: it or yeah. enjoy doing it. And it's like a legit point. You know what I would tell you, man, in, in, in the hardest thing for me, and it's heartbreaking for me because, you know, I want, I want for him more than I want for myself. Mm. So you I'm looking at it with perspective as somebody who's been through, you know, when you're a teenager, you're like, I'll fucking do that later. Yeah. I I'm know. Even, but later turns yeah, into turns into twenty years like that, right? And so that perspective is really hard to bestow on a kid. And not only that, your look—he grew up. I'm. I i do not know how you grew up. Did you grow up with money? No. We had no money. Your kid is going to grow up with money. Yes. That does not make world champions. It's so different. It's so different because you know what, man. I look i grew up with no money you know we had to borrow a car from our neighbor to go shopping our neighbor who made who wouldn't just who wouldn't just let my parents use the car they were like that's fine but your kids need to clean our house
1: yeah like you were doing work for it see we didn't we didn't grow up like that like I, i'd say we were blue collar like yeah. my dad my, i got my work ethic from him my mom grinding still grinding to this day you know we didn't grow up in a you know in a mansion or anything like that but we weren't like dead broke our we, we our chips just said chips yeah, that's pretty- well, our, <laughs> mac, our, our, our mac and cheese didn't say Kraft, it said macaroni and cheese dinner, black yeah. and white box. My dad
0: used to- okay, okay, my dad fancied himself a fucking cook, <laughs> <laughs> all right, he was the fucking- okay, not terrible, but like, he would make burgers that had like big chunks of green bell peppers- Just trying to get out creative, Doug. Try to mix like, it up for the kids. I'm make like, it What's fun. What's the deal? He was like, That's, it'll add some crunch. I'm like, mm. I don't, you, no, I'll just put it on top. Yeah, dad. why don't you uh, lettuce? <laughs> What's the lettuce. And he was like, no, but bell peppers are good with burgers. <laughs> no. No, nah, man. There's zero burger places that be like, do you want a bell pepper on there? <laughs> Fuck You no. want it inside the yeah, bun? He would put it in the burger. <laughs> fucking in the, he was like, no, I'm stuffing it with bell pepper. That's a terrible idea. I
1: like I the effort, though. Uh, but ba- back to the sports, the thing is that I come from a, A perspective too, where, you know, I've been professional at a very high level in two sports, and I've seen the guys who don't make it, the guys who should have made it, the guys had no business making it and did, and I see their mistakes. And my dad did a phenomenal job with me, but there are certain times where my dad just didn't have the knowledge. And like, I rolled my ankle before my first training camp, yeah, uh, in college, and my dad goes, "Oh, just run it off." That's the opposite of what you should do. Which, but it's your dad, and I was like, oh, he's right. So I ran like three miles on my rolled ankle, and it—I missed like the entire training camp. But so my son's—he's already going to have an advantage over most of the kids, right? Unless I take him to some private school where like Michael Jordan's kids there, some bullshit. But You're, I'm assuming he's going to be large. Your family's kind of large. My family's large. He's in the 99 percentile for height already. He has yeah. big mitts on him. I sound like that. You know how parents will go, dude, he's so strong. Yeah. My kid's so, well, not not really. But <laughs> everyone does that. Oh, dude, my kid, dude, my- he's already walking. Well, I came over the other day, and he's, like, pissing his pants, and you he's just rolling on listen, the ground.
0: what I, I hated parents, like, Little Jimmy's so smart. Little Jimmy's so smart. He's, look at him say something, Jimmy, and he says something. I'm like, well, he's fucking eight. He yeah, should be he saying he should something. Be doing, you know, I'm that be... dad, though. I'm not because my kid, he's tall. He's like 99 percentile for yeah. height
1: already. The, the onesies that fit newborns, he can't wear them because his hands and feet are so big. So like I have a little bit of reasoning there. Let's be honest. But also I'm the first one to bring pictures up too. Anyone? Dick like, size? How's he doing? Dude, he got a piece on him. Yeah. He came with a piece. Yeah. Even the doctor was like, "Damn son." Yeah. That's right, <laughs> dog. In your face, dog.
0: <laughs> What's up, yeah. son? <laughs> What'd you, you think you, was <laughs> happening yeah. here? Yeah, you want to add those ounces What's in there? What's up, Don't weigh dog? That motherfucker. Yeah. Out right weigh down. that bitch. Yeah. We uh, it's funny, you know, I. Re- it's one of the first questions my brother asked me when Jacob was born. Hey, listen, I don't want to sound weird. How big is it? <laughs> I'm like, it's pretty good. He was like, thank God. All right, I'm dude.
1: Gonna... <laughs> not not to get uh, sad on you, but what what was heartbreaking for me is at the hospital. Um, you know, my baby was healthy as shit. Yeah, ready to go. Good kid. Didn't cry. We could take him out right away. But there's parents there who are six, seven months deep, and their kids in the ICU, and they can't take it out for whatever reason. And I see them, and you just see this this fucking distress on their face and the stress and i was just like oh my god i can't imagine dude i would do
0: anything to help them it's all perspective right and that's why when when i first when people say boy or girl i always would say healthy that's exactly go with healthy don't care don't care but perspective right so that's why you know every four years it bothers me when there's a group of people in our country who are running for president who try to tell us that america is in a Fucking state of disaster! This is the terrible. Look around you, bitch. Go 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 Look, to Pakistan. right? Fuck. Go to turn anywhere. on the TV. Go to India. Any of these turn, countries. Listen, we were. You won the fucking lottery being born in this country. Brian, being you won the fucking lottery yes, already.
1: we we were born on third base and we ran home. Yes. in America. That's Brian Callen's slogan. There, it's everyone in America was born oh. on third base, especially white. Now. Some people are listening oh, no, I didn't I wasn't raised like that. There are some people who are born in a shitty
0: situation, man, who are who yes. aren't born on third base. I will tell you this. They have that, more opportunity though. That's also perspective, right? And I would tell you outside of very few places, we're not living in, in Syrian conditions where shit is being blown up all we're not living in Palestinian conditions. True. I mean not Chicago, living. Chirac. Yeah, Chirac. 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 But you're rough. not living in Africa. You're no. not, there's, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, there are fucking there's worse places. more ways places. To Oh, for sure. Worst, for so sure. that drives me crazy.
1: It's all perspective, though. It is all perspective, right? Because most Americans aren't, you know, they're not looking at it like that. Like, I was watching, my, my, I'm obsessed with Viceland right now. Oh, it's so watch, good, dude. I cannot dude. get enough. So uh, I was watching. Uh, it's something fashion forward. Something where she goes. I'm super into fashion. Right? Uh, I'm I obsessed know. with clothes yeah. and shoes. You know how. It goes. And the hair looks good. Yeah. Thanks, brother. Growing out now. It's yeah. big so, uh, so, they have a they have a show on there where they send this girl to like remote places or third world countries. with yeah. How fashions influence in the society and stuff like that. She went to Pakistan, and. I was watching it last night. Was a little high. Yeah, it was like midnight. You know, I, I smoke. weed sometimes sometimes go to sleep because I couldn't sleep. My mind races. I, was way, I do it, it all the time. So and now. I was like, "Holy shit, man!" Yeah. girls, there. If you're not fully covered up and you disrespect your husband, oh, they gonna throw acid on your face. So they have this whole uh, reach. That's it, bad. Right, 160 girls a year get acid thrown on their face, th- on their face and genitals. So they're they're. They're basically no good to Pakistani males. They they're just done, so they just fuck them, man. By the way, I was watching. I'm like, oh shit! By the way, I was
0: so into it too. I'm gonna go ahead and say something because I can't help myself. But the next time my wife complains about a facial, I'm like, at least it's not acid <laughs> for real. Hey, I mean, yeah, it yeah, could be It's A little sticky. Yeah, hey man, this is not acid. <laughs> I mean, listen, That's this mad. comes off with a
1: claw. Yeah, we'll figure <laughs> it out. Yeah,
0: dude, I'm hoping you, babe, watch it, babe. I hope you didn't
1: listen to that yeah <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> dude i'm telling you man it was i was watching like, holy dude.
0: fuck because even the poorest of the like look if we go into down to south central and there's some poor people down there east l.a there's some poor people everyone's got shoes everyone's got a fucking iphone like a flat screen at different their house. stress though yes i'm um, listen and to quote my you know one of my favorite comics of all time doug stanhope you can't compare sucks you really can't, because what sucks for Josh- It's perspective. Josh, perspective. Yeah,
1: it's, I agree. It's tough, You man. can't compare sucks. But you also, you don't want to, not only do you not want to compare sucks with anyone, you don't want to tell someone how sucky your life is. You can't diminish their- Yeah, drive down to Compton right now and tell them how sucky your life Dude,
0: is. Dude, I'm going to tell you something right now. It's exact, when people say to me, I can't understand why Trump is popular, I can tell you why. You know how you just said, don't diminish their sucks? Yes. What, what has happened is, it's a group of marginalized people who feel like whether we agree with what they think or not who feel like their voices have never been heard and now that they have a voice we're marginalizing them even more by telling them you're fucking stupid yep. you're ridiculous i can't believe it makes them co- like into a stronger unit do you know what i mean he he's
1: also hitting a uh, a sensitive cord where right now we live in this where terrorism, right? Terrorism's yeah. the big thing. You go to CNN, it's breaking news, terrorist attack, blah, blah, blah. Your chances of a terrorist attack is less than 1%. Yes. I mean, the, the chances are so low. But everyone's kind of scared of it, including me. That's why I stay in America. But the thing is, <laughs> your chances are so low. So he takes that and runs with it. Yeah. No Muslims in America. Everyone's like, yeah, because he's he's taking advantage of this fear we all have. Dude, the, the uh,
0: news runs on fear. Everything runs... Look, and they fucking get me. I will tell Do they? I'll... Terrified. Do they know. get you? I don't know that you're safer in America. There's just a thing today a, on a bus in Virginia. So what? What, what, do, you like a shooting. what, what do you mean? What do you mean a th- thing? A sh- a, like a shooting. Yeah. Or well, something. let me just say this That's about the show from, from a
1: white guy. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Let me show fucking this fucking white people. Let me show. Okay, let me fucking white. Me, I'm white. S- fucking I, white people. I agree they with, suck.
0: I agree with that.
1: Because you walk into the theater. I'm sorry to interrupt. You walk no, into the theater. Right. I sit in the back, and you know who I fucking look for? Not the black guy. A guy could come in. Full
0: fucking. It's the dude in the Batman hid, kid. It's the white <laughs> nerdy dude with a
1: backpack on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: see a white nerdy dude with glasses. I'm like, oh shit. Dude, if I, somebody walks in with a Big Bang Theory T-shirt, we're fucking oh, wrestling like, that dude oh, down fuck. to the ground. Here we oh, here go. comes the fucking oh, nut. But you know what is I, argument I won't listen to because look, everything also not everything's racist, not everything's sexist, not everything is is prejudiced. And look, you're, I'm a Jew, right? So yeah. when people are like, you don't understand. Check out your history Jews been through some shit And outside of New York and LA Not liked too much in this country At least you got New York and LA though Yeah we do They're not terrible You're killing it (laughs) You run everything I've thought about converting In those two cities Yeah 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 yeah, yeah. You could pass Yeah, For sure You're just too I lost a job because I went Jewish You're in too good a shape to be a Jew Am I? No You're too big once a giant Jew You don't see giant You know why Here's my theory on why you don't see giant Jews When we walked 40 years across the desert The tall ones gave us little ones shade Mm. And they eventually dropped off, and the so little ones just kept. They kept going on. because we had shade for a long time. Oh, the tall it. ones gave us, Might and then you right. guys died out. The big guys just died. Yeah, the the, genetics. There's just not passed. too many
1: left. And the little Jews, ju- smart ones. The smart survived. little Jews. Yeah. Smart ones, good with money. Yeah, yes. yeah,
0: good with money, finding yeah. shade. Yes. Yep. May, you know what? That's a legit point. <laughs> here's the deal. I here's why I think I don't buy into all of it. You know, I hear the arguments like, well, when white guys shoot up. Sandy Hook or, or uh, uh, a bus in Virginia. Talking about Christian extremists. Pe- but people are talking about, you know, we don't say get all the white guys out of the country. And my, my, my thing is this, is that the reason that's different between the terrorist stuff and the random white guys walking in is because the random white guys walking in killing people aren't all doing it under the name of one thing. It's hard to pinpoint outside of probably mental illness. And maybe too easy. To eat. I hate that excuse, but yes. Do you? How come? Drives me nuts. Grant, granted, there is
1: mental illness. There's just bad people, man. There's just yes. people who that mind you can say bipolar, whatever, manic depressive, mentally ill, but there's it does exist. There's some people who are just bad, man. Who they're sick of life, like fuck it. I'm getting a gun,
0: I'm taking my anger out on everyone. You ever had a gun pulled on you? Yes. Me too. Scared the fucking You know why it scared the shit out of me? And this is we were talking about this earlier. Which is, I listen. I oh, got a great story. You just remind me of it. Uh, I can't Keep wait gone. to hear. I can't imagine at my age and where I am in life what you would have to do to get me in a fight. It would have to be at protecting my wife or my kids. You'd or, have to slap my kid, right? We'd have to get right. It would have to be one of those situations. But, uh, but I, I remember when I was a little more open to fighting, and you know my fighting records For not, sure. not great. It's
1: like one and nine or some C- uh,
0: four and eight. Fuck oh, my you. Bad. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I told you the last time I fought, I got hit twice, once yes. here and once here because yes. I was running away. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I remember that one time somebody pulled a gun and I thought, oh, this is, goes back to what my dad had said to me one time, which is never fight somebody with nothing to lose because they have no line they won't cross, right? It's not a fair game. It's not a fair game because I'm it's thinking like PDs and fighting. Yeah, it's oh. not
1: the same game.
0: Mm, do you th- <laughs> Do you think though that should be legal? Fuck no. Why? Peds. Yeah. Not in football.
1: No, it, not in combat sports. Not in sports where there's con- baseball. I want my guy juice to the gills, right. dick hanging down on the ground, hitting home runs. You know what I'm saying? With his dick. With his dick. Yeah. Just as a fucking Louisville slugger. He swings once but, with a bat and once with his dick. Yes. But in fighting, if I'm on steroids and you're not, and I connect with a good punch, I'm going to change your life. Is that true? Yes. 100%. I'm going to hit harder. In training, i be able to, you might be able to throw a jab a thousand times in a day. If I'm on steroids, I can throw it 10,000 times. So I'm just going to get better. Let me go back to the gun story, okay. though. This is funny. So uh grew up in Aurora, Colorado, predominantly. Blackish neighborhood where I was at, and me and my my two uh, white friends, uh, I didn't even realize it. But there was some we were in like a gang activity area, and we yeah. knew it. And we were walking. It was late at night, like midnight. And I just bought this uh, coat for whatever reason from Old Navy, and it was red. Oh shit! We didn't even notice. Rocking I, the Old I, Navy. I had, I had a red Old Navy pullover on. My buddy had a red hoodie on. My other friend had a red shirt on. Oh no! I didn't even think of it. We're walking. And these two black guys run up on us, and we were young men. How old? Maybe twelve. All right, twelve, maybe thirteen. And this black—he was an older black guy, kind of. And he goes, "Why y'all flamed up, cuz?" And I was like, "What? Yeah, you had no—I had no idea." idea. <laughs> he goes, "He goes, Why? I, I can't—I've never—you just remind me of the story. It's a great story." He goes. He goes, why are you all flamed up, Cuz? And I thought he was talking about why am I breathing so hard? And I was yeah. like, Well, bro, you were chasing us and we were running, so I'm a little out of breath. I'm not out of shape, you know. I'm like trying to figure out what he's talking. About. I'm like I'm a little sweaty, but I'm not flamed up. And he goes, No, why are you wearing red, motherfucker? And I was like, Because, because I bought it at Old Navy. I don't get. And I look and I see, I'm like, Oh! And he has like uh, a blue bandana hanging out his pocket. No. He has like yeah, he has like all these tattoos on his neck. I'm like. Oh, he's a, it hit me real fast. I'm like, oh, he's a gang. He's a crip. We're wearing red. and We're three fucking white dorks and his other friends. But he has to know the three white dudes aren't bloods. We're in a bad neighborhood, though. Like, it made no sense we were in all red. Why were you in a bad neighborhood? I don't know. We, we came and from the somewhere. And three of walking. you were
0: all wearing red?
1: Yes, oh, randomly. But I'm all red. My friends... Uh, hoodies red but has like logos on the back. Yeah. My friend's shirt was like red, white and something, but it was clear clearly these three fucking crackers are all red. So he goes, why y'all flamed up? Blah blah blah. We get in an argument. His friend pulls out a gun. I'm like, oh fuck man. And he goes, take off your red. So I'm like, oh shit, this is old. (laughs) I don't give a fuck. I take mine off. My friend kind of puts up an argument like you're an idiot. I commit they all take it off. And then he goes, Spit on that shit. Spin on it, and I'm like, yeah, no, bro, it's my yeah, spit As long as yeah. you don't spin on it, it's cool. Yeah. So I'm like, this, you know, I'm like faking. I'm going, pff, 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 is that good? And He goes, yeah, spin on that shit. Like, a, you know, His yeah. guns in our face. I look over, and my friend's like this. <laughs>
0: I would have shit and on it. Like, Are you kidding me? I
1: was like, Jesus, man. Yeah. Show a little pride, bud. He hawked the biggest loogie I on too. his sweatshirt. I was like, dude, for sure fake it. So then the guy just leaves. He like he takes theirs. He leaves my coat for a reason. I put it back on. There's no spit on it, but I'll never forget that, man. I, I'll never forget. I was looking at my friend. Just He almost had tears in his eyes, and he's hawking one of those Ace Ventura 2 loogies in that, yeah. in that fucking
0: hut. I would I was have like, done the hey, same man. thing. Well, for sure, fake it. Like why? I was, fake- I was going like this. Why? Why? Why not just take a leak on your? Is he, you? You can't go to Old Navy and get another <sighs> one of those fucking. I, I. I'll never forget that. I remember my friend Russ.
1: Uh, uh Russell, or, I forget his name. I just remember looking like you fucking pussy.
0: You are. That's literally- why he's a pussy. Cause some dude has a gun in his face and he's
2: actually no. spitting on his no, no, shirt. No,
1: no, he could
0: have just been like. He
1: was literally Fuck like
0: that. <coughs>
2: no, like, dude. Like,
0: dude, what are you doing? Well, um, I would I go the absolute opposite and I say, "What you couldn't you're so cheap you couldn't go get another old navy fucking?" <laughs> you couldn't put it in the washer? I, I mean, see I I, I felt
1: like a gangster cuz I faked it, kept my jacket and he didn't. And then we were walking, uh-huh. I was like, "Hey, man, Let's relax on the freaking loogie You call him a or... pussy on top of it.
0: We uh, me and my other friend made fun of him for weeks after that. I'll never forget that. We were I was out I was in San Antonio when I got a uh, shotgun pulled on me. And I was sitting oh, on That's intense. Oh, sitting on the front step with my buddy Roland and we were uh, I was fucked up and these guys started to slow roll by in their car and they said something and look, I grew up in a, in a situation where you know, you would talk shit and you might get Someone might punch you in the face But that was it And I was drunk he said something And I was like Hey fuck you Keep rolling that stupid ass car by And then this, sh- They stopped And the window came all the way down And a shotgun just dropped out of the window Jesus And Christ. pointed at us And he went What motherfucker And now me Fucking white bread Joey McJewerson You ran like a motherfucker No I thought he was I didn't think it was real God damn it I'm like You got your little toy gun buddy No you didn't My buddy, Roland, who was with me, put his hand right over my mouth and literally by my under my chin and by my collar. So I couldn't so I couldn't talk anymore. You were hammered. Oh, my God. Yes. It's why I don't drink. You're a white boy wasted. Yeah. Yeah. It's why I don't drink. Like for me, I love weed. I'm in control. I have a good time. Three tequilas. That fourth tequila, something bad's gonna happen. You get a little wild. Something bad's gonna happen. Nothing good
1: happens. No, it's like it's like feeding Gizmo after midnight. Yeah, and you you give Josh tequila after midnight. It's bad. Turning gremlin.
0: It's not like bad. Like I'm gonna steal something. But I've shit in someone's mailbox before. Oh wow. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow. I get mischievous. Yeah, Paul. (laughs) You can't do that. (laughs) Can't do that, man. Can't do that. My buddy was like, "Hey," because we've been talking. It was my friend Neil. Didn't show up, right? And he, we were all night with fuck Neil, and I was like, "I'm gonna shit in his mailbox." We friends like, "Yeah, do it." And then we, it was like, you know, later in the night, and we had many tequilas in. And my buddy was like, "You still want to shit in Neil's mailbox?" I'm like, "You think so?" And he goes, "I bet you won't do it." And right, my friends know as soon as you say, "I bet it's you won't on. do it," I'm fucking shitting in his mailbox. Like,
1: your friend's a little weird <laughs> because the whole night went by, and he's all, "Hey, bro." <laughs> You still
0: trying to shit in that mailbox? I've been like, I guess I was joking. Should we though? Let me ask you. I've never been that guy. Would you, if you knew I would shit in the mailbox, by the end of the night, if it was getting a little slow, wouldn't you be like, hey, you still want to shit in that mailbox? No. You wouldn't, and you wouldn't take your phone out. No. You wouldn't Snapchat. No, I've never
1: been that guy. I I I don't like. uh, I don't do pranks.
0: I don't you like, don't? I don't like oh, shitting f- people's mailbox. You know? <laughs> well, listen. I don't know. Listen, I, and people said that to me afterwards. They're like, "That's the craziest prank." I'm like, "I wouldn't put that in the genre of prank." Well, like, what? Did, didn't we bet on something? What did we bet on? Was it a fight? bet on a fo-
1: on a football game? Oh, that's right. Oh, my Broncos. Yeah. Patriots. Yeah. That's right. And you were like, "Oh, what do you want to bet?" And I was like, uh, "Dinner at the most expensive restaurant in L.A." And you're like, uh, "That's boring." I felt like an asshole because you text back, "I guess, man." Pretty lame. <laughs> and I was like.
0: Uh, I, I was right, like you to embarrass each other. Yeah. And you said I said you said you pick and what I send back. What'd you say? Something like I said, so why don't I like if I lose I gotta lick Callan's nipples? You were like, that's weird. <laughs> why do you go there? I'm like, it just seems weird. Like, Potter, yeah. How about I suck Callan's dick? <laughs> uh, there's, there's literally a funnel right here Yeah. where Ari Shafir attached it to his ass. Yeah. And Sam Tripoli had to hit it hit a fart like a bong rip city throw up? No. Oh, yeah. See, I don't. I'm not that guy, man. I've never been that
1: guy. When, yeah. when buddies in college would do all these pranks, I was never the guy. Okay, no. I'm just not into that, man. And also, like, I like the horse play a little bit, but it, after, if especially when I'm relaxing, it's like, all right, if we're gonna wrestle, I'm gonna fucking wrestle. Who's
0: man. wrestling you, dude? Oh, in college, I mean, who? Big,
1: who? big dudes. Big dude. I mean, I was small compared to my roommates. I'm talking big boys,
0: Division One. When when you fight. Right? and I re- like and you know how bad my record is I remember the first time I got hit in the face that seems to be the turning point wouldn't that be the turning point like don't you know right off the bat well, this fighting game is not for me like do you remember the first time you get hit in the face and like, I professionally, imagine, either way where you get hit in the face well, you're I grew like, up
1: my brother' just whooping my ass like so bad where we had to get where we have to go like counseling and then you Indian guys range punch right? each other in the face oh yeah. Oh, he took golf clubs, bricks. I have a horrible scar from a. He hit you with a brick. Yeah, in the face. That's WWE shit. That's evil shit. He was like, he was like the the good child, Macaulay Culkin stuff. You remember that movie? Yeah. He, he, wait a he second. He was very evil. So,
0: so he held the brick in his hand or he threw it at you. There's a brick.
1: Uh, we had a brick like fireplace. Yeah. And uh, there's a empty brick. Then I beat him like a video game. He's like, oh, cool story. Boom. And my dad was like, damn, it's gone from him whooping your ass every day to him trying to kill you. We got to figure this. We are like Tom and Jerry. You know how fucked up Tom is yeah. to Jerry? Yeah. That was me and my brother. And my dad was like, we got to figure something out here. Bren's not going to make it. But it was that bad, man. Like, uh, are you on- bigger than him? No. Well, now I am. Back then, he was bigger, stronger, faster, just meaner. I was in the backyard, like I was doing bull. I was super into animals. Like they thought I was gonna be like the crocodile hunter or something like that. Cause (laughs) I was always in the in the back, like collecting worms and all these animals. And I was in the back, literally just like I think I was looking at some cherry tree, cause there's like wasp all over. I'm like, oh, that's nice. (laughs) Pan my brother, like, is it golf club? Back my knees. Beat beat me with a golf club. Why? For no reason. Uh I, he was one step away from Jeffrey Dahmer. He was like he just a bad dude when he was a kid, but when did that had, how did that had, balance out? When my parents got divorced it got worse. We were really young when that divorced. I yeah. think my brother like it, that was his ang- frustration. And he didn't know how to deal with it, so he took it out on me. My record against him was like
0: one in six million. Okay. When you got bigger than him and learned how to fight, wasn't there a part of you that's just like, I'm going to go beat that ass one time? <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> even no? now, it'd be tough, man. Really? He's, a, he's the guy you don't want to mess with. he uh, He's our tour manager. And even on tour, like we're in San Francisco, and there's a time where I had silver blue hair. I yeah. just like to, whatever. To me, it's art. I like to fuck around. We're walking down the street, and some guy jumps. Like, some, he, the guy's obviously insane. He's right. like a homeless dude on meth or some shit. His underwear's, like, on his head. He jumps out of this bush and goes, nice silver hair, faggot. And, and you know, me and Brian laugh. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, whatever. whatever. And my brother goes, what's up, motherfucker? What's up, bro? And gets in his face. We're like, hey, man. He's insane. You're 34. Yeah. You can't fight <laughs> the crackhead because he's made fun of your brother. But, not, but he's not, like, you know, where... It, he's not really a talker. He's just going to fuck the right. guy up. Like He's the guy you don't want to mess with. But, yeah. grow, but when, when we went to therapy, my dad brought us there. He's like, all right, this is out of control. I don't think Bren's going to make it. Either he's going to be the toughest little kid of all time or he's just going to die eventually from abuse. So I'd go to school, bruises, whatever, and we go to the therapist. Now, me and my brother can fight, but you mess with one of us. If it's not Jay or me, right. we're going to fuck you up together. Like, you, it's fine have if we have with each in, other. Have
0: you been in fights, like, together? Yes. Like?
1: And so we go to the the therapist. Now it's Jay and Bren versus the therapist. And, you know, I've always been a loud kid. I've always been a personality. Yeah. So we sit down. I'm young man. And the therapist is asking us questions. And I just, I think this one, my dad was like, mm, he's different than the other kids. <laughs> because the therapist asks questions. And I go, do you have, a, you have brothers and sisters? I'm young man. And he stops. and he goes, excuse me? I'm asking questions. I go, no, no, no. Do you have brothers and sisters? He goes, yeah, I do. I have a, I have a brother. And I went, older or younger? He goes, older. I went, did you guys ever fight? He goes, yeah, we fought. I went, did you go to therapy for it? He goes, no, that's not where we're here. Went, I'm just saying. You had brothers. You fought. Is that any different than what we're doing? He's like, well, your dad always thinks it's an issue. I went, and did your dad take you to therapy and waste money, too, that we don't have? I and mean, oh I was my like, God. And, and my dad goes, you know what? It took us. We left. And me and mean, my brother fought, but then in high school, we weren't that close. And then- How many years apart? Too. Huh. But then once he got out of high school, we got super close. And now he's like, you know, we, he's my best friend. We're super. I talk to him every day.
0: Can you think of the hardest you've ever been hit in the face or stomach? Is it Was it during a professional fight? The The professional fight's a little tough because your adrenaline's so high. That yeah. It all kind of feels the same. Whether you get knocked you out or not. Like, I know for football players, they say they're sore the entire season. So say you do, in a heavyweight fight, and you go five rounds. Yeah. How long until your body feels no pain?
1: I mean, the toughest fight I ever had was the Murko Krokop fight. I had a shattered nose, had to have reconstructive nose surgery. I had 27 stitches in my left eye. I had a busted lip, six stitches in my lip. So, I mean, you're looking at a long recovery after that. How long is that? Months. Two months before you're normal. Really? I got a fight where I fought Gabriel Gonzaga, and he kicked me so hard in the leg so many times. I won the fight pretty handily, but he kicked me so many times in the leg, uh, I couldn't walk for two weeks, damn near. I had to be wheeled around in a wheel,
0: wheelchair. Is it weird that, you know, because you guys wear, what are those trunks called? They're like... Just shorts, regular yeah, shorts, right, really. Yeah. If I uh, wear spandex, usually. I think that if, if, as soon as, like, somebody's sweaty asshole was in my face, I'd tap
1: out. You're not even thinking about it, man. Hmm. It's literally the last... Thing on your, I mean, I've it, thought about it's that. It's fight or before. flight in there because it's so intense, man. And it's like, I mean, even going back to it, man. Even now, it makes me feel sick. It's so intense, and it's just like even my last fight. I remember walking out, being like, "What the fuck are you doing, man?" And guys, I tell you this all the time. Everyone has those thoughts. It's about conquering those thoughts, right? But my brain was literally, you know, like I've had it every fight where, you're like, dude, what are you doing? And you're just like, you know what? You're born to do this. You've trained. You can do this. You go on there and you win. You're like, I yeah, see, it wasn't that bad. But this last fight, and even the fight before then uh, when I fought Erlosky or Mitrione, when I fought Erlosky, my brain was like, dude, what are you doing? I'm like, no, I got this. And it's like, no, for reals. What the fuck are you doing? Really? No, I got this. No, 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 man. I'm not going to remind you again. You have other ways to, to make means. You know, this isn't a, a fun road for us anymore. But that goes it, back it, to it, that. It was, it, was a, it was a switch where it wasn't. It didn't mean everything to me anymore,
0: which isn't good in fighting. It you're, needs you're, to, you're, to be everything, right? It has to be everything. It, it goes back to the mean streak you were talking about. Like, I I am like you. I'm fucking happy to... fuck, So happy with the life that I've gotten, blessed. And I can't imagine... Wanting to punch somebody else. See, it was just a sport to me, and for other guys. But you, I but, was in.
1: See, I was. An, I was. fight. I, I would have to be mad to punch somebody else. I you think. don't, because if you look at it as a sport, you know, and uh, if you look at it as a sport, and it's like you know, it's a, it's a numbers game, and it's a technique thing, yeah. and it's a strategy thing. That's the way I looked at it. While other guys, no, nah, I'm going in there to fuck you up. I never my coaches knew not to go, let's go in there and fuck that guy up cuz then I I like was introverted like no, I don't want to fuck anyone up. If he was like, hey, let's go in there, be smart, out out calculate this guy out class." Right. I'm like, "Yeah, like a competition." When the other guys go in there like, "Let's fuck this dude up." That's a big like, difference, geez, right? That's
0: intense, man. Yes. Yes. Um is there something that you have that's part of your personality that you hope doesn't get passed down to your kid? Is there something about yourself? I By the way, for me, yeah. I can tell you what it is for me. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a... I wasted a lot of time in my life trying to fix other people. Mm. And I, so I can see that already it's in my trait. Kids. Mm. It's a good trait, though. It, dep- it can be a good trait. But you get taken advantage <clears throat> of a lot. Yes. And um, I see it happening... With my kids a lot, so I in a bad way for them, in the same way that I went down. So I, in I, I, relationships and stuff. Yeah, especially. But they're gonna relationships. learn from that. They're young. That's what you hope. It doesn't always happen. No, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. And sometimes, sometimes that bad for choice. Women, for my daughter, sometimes when you're getting to a fix it. Daughter's a different situation. Right. So sometimes that ends up being a dude who's abusive or not great. So. Well, that's for, why you have friends like me. Yes. D- is there something that you can think of? Yeah, right off the bat, no one's ever asked me. This is a great question.
1: Um, it, I'm, I'm, it's, it's my worst trait. I'm really selfish. I'm really, really selfish, and it came from. I don't think you get to a high level of sports without being selfish and self centered. I, I know it sounds terrible. No, it makes people sense. People might fuck say you want fuck Brendan, but there it, it has to be about you. There, when your friends uh, has a wedding and you can't go, yeah, well, you got to train or right. you have work. It, it, that's more important to me. Um, when uh, you know a, a girl wanted to go on a date, but man, I have to. I'm gonna run sprints on the hill instead of hanging out with you. Like there's certain stuff where uh, I was so selfish, and I think back at now, I have to be that way to get to where I'm going. But it, now it's followed me into entertainment. It's good and bad, but I hope my kid's not as selfish. Like I, and I, I'm a nice person, but. Um, I, I don't put up with a lot of bullshit. Like if I get bored, I'm not going to sit through it and be a good person and I'm just gonna be like, I'm fucking out of here. Like like the other day, me and my girl were leaving <clears throat> and you know how, especially as a newborn, to get the newborn in the fucking yep. crate or whatever, the the stroller, get everything together, make sure you have everything. It's a, it's a process. You it's like 20 a, minutes. At least. 20 yeah. minutes, right? Yep. So he finally stopped crying. He gets in there. We go outside. The wind messes kids up. He's never been in wind. He starts crying. Our neighbor, who I do not know, Right. I, I've never met her. I have no idea who she is. I guess she had a baby and she comes out fucking Hurricane Katrina's coming. I want to get my kid in the car. Yeah. When you have to go downstairs. And she comes out. She goes, oh, uh, Joe, uh, I had the baby. You guys should come and see her. I don't know her. I really don't want to waste my time. I don't, honestly, I don't give a fuck. I really, I, I, <laughs> yeah. know I, I sound like a bad person. No. This is where the selfishness comes. I don't give a fuck, man. So I just kept going. I was like, you see the baby. I'm going to take Tiger to the car, make sure he's good. I don't know her. If you do, great. Check that off the list and then come to the car. But everyone else, every normal person, we got in the car and I, I've talked to Brian about stuff because Brian's very similar to me. That's why we get along. But a lot of people go, that's fucked up, man. You that's fucked up like you gotta you gotta be more sensitive and I'm like, I'm just not yeah So I, I hope my son's not as desensitized and jaded with certain things and not as selfish okay. But again, he's not gonna be very successful. He's
0: not yeah, you need a certain level of selfishness to be successful in general, especially on the climb on the climb when you get to a certain level, I think that can relax a little bit. You think? Yeah. I think you're gonna fall off if you do. I don't. I think you've already. Uh, you've already made it. I think so. I mean, look, I mean, I mean, like Bill Gates is the extreme, right? But on his he climb, had a, he had a hole to fill, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I was, on his I was, climb, super a, I was super selfish. When he get now, he's super philanthropic right because he now he's obviously the tippity top and he's got no you're well he has more money than god but yes. he's
1: we see what he dishes out we don't see him dealing daily activities i bet you he's not very cool to hang out you with know i interviewed on him oh, really on this no
0: um i did an industrial oh my god i did an industrial um video for his company and so i was interviewing him and they told me going in look bill gates only does one take don't deviate from the script, we got four cameras running, you got one take. And I go, okay. You better be good then. So I'm going, and he deviates from the script, and he told a joke. And I tried not to laugh, because I knew we only had one take, and I breathed really hard out my nose, and I shot a snot on his wrist.
1: Okay.
0: (laughs) Did he have you killed? That's the thing, right? So he... Did clones come in and fuck you up? That's all I was thinking was, this dude could press a button and erase the history of Josh Wolf. He could walk out and be like, hey, what's his name? Erase every history of him or his family. He probably has being like alive. the men in black thing. Yeah. Blink, right? You're fucked. Dude didn't blink. He finished the interview, took his hanky out, wiped it off, left the hanky on the table and was like, great to meet you and walked out. And I I turned to- he, Oh, you're talking about
1: a professional. Oh my God. You're talking about a professional.
0: That dude's had snot on his wrist before. That's all I could think of. Yeah, That's, for that, sure. He's not not he's his first kids. Book. Yeah, yeah. See, I think- um, I, I th- there takes
1: a certain level of selfishness to be successful. Like yeah. it has to be about you, depending on what field you're in. But um it it's it's freaking tough, man, because because you, you're, you're trying to fill a hole, and when a kid grows up rich or a kid grows up privileged, those holes aren't there. Like, I've always been an attention seeker yep. as far as I always want everyone to like me. I always want love. How If I get it through being really good at sports, if I do it from telling jokes on stage, if I do it from podcasting, however— fighting however right i i want that acceptance i want that love so i'm constantly seeking that out constantly and i and i think that started me when i was a kid in sports if you're not the best right you 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 don't get the same attention from yeah, everyone yeah. uh i remember when they were handing out jerseys and they forgot mine so i had to wear the old one I'll, and i had like this chip on my shoulder i remember getting to see you and they misspelled my name on my jersey That so there's been all kind of these little it just adds chips to it does that make sense
0: yes I get two questions out of that then. One, did any of the selfishness selfishness go away or change at all when your son came out? No, it got worse. So about you, you being selfish. Mm-hmm. How so? What do you mean? Because now
1: I'm a lot more I'm a, I'm a little more serious about things because now I'm responsible for him. So and as far as so being that's not selfish. What's selfish is, now I might not do someone's show. I might uh, instead of paying this guy a certain amount of money, uh, you're not getting that much. Mo- you're not right. getting that bonus anymore because I, I'm I'm responsible for him. Uh, certain certain areas for sure where I was a little more lackadaisical. Yeah. I really fucking tighten it up. Like nah, man, I gotta provide for
0: him. The rest of you are fucked. Is there anything you can think of that your dad did as a parent that you, when growing up, were like, when I have kids, I'm never fucking doing that. And now that you have a kid, you're like, mm, that actually seems I can I know what it was for me. I dude, uh, honestly, I can't think my d- my dad deserves
1: some sort of award because he was, you know, it was like fucking pursuit of happiness, man. He would leave with a briefcase and come back home. And, what did he do? Uh, he sold some sort of computer software stuff, and then uh, I forget exactly what it was. He was a computer programmer, like always yeah. a computer guy, and. He just, he made sure me and my brother were taken care of, man. And e- even if, you know, we didn't have a ton of money, he would take us like the car show. Like we grew up huge car guys and we, we always were outside playing and we were, we were all set, man. So if I can even get close to what my dad did
0: and not be this selfish asshole, yeah. my kid's going to be all right. You know, my dad said something to me and I, I'll always remember this. This was a crushing, you know, I told, I remember telling my mom a couple times growing up, I don't like him. I do fucking, he's really hard on us. And he was going through a hard time. Like he wasn't working and my mom was working and he just did not feel great about himself. Yeah. And a lot of that I think had taken out on us. And I remember telling my mom, I don't fucking like that guy. And then we were driving. It was my dad was in the front seat and I was driving with my brother, Jonathan. We were in the back seat. We we're going to my uncle's house. And my mom was with my other two brothers in another car in front of us. And they pulled into this huge, my uncle had this, he, my uncle used to work for Levi's and he was like, he ran Perry Ellis and it was, Jesus. he had a ton of dough. Killing it. And this huge house in Connecticut. And they pull into the driveway and my dad stops on the street before he pulls in the driveway. Cause look, you know, this is his, who he grew up with, you know, and this is like pulling into this great, That's great tough, house. Man. My dad had nothing. We lived in a small house. We had no car, right? And he was reminded of it. Every day. That you know, sucks man, right as a man. As a man. And he stopped and he uh, and I had never really look, he didn't say I love you really until his dad died. That's tough. I think he realized like uh, I'm good. missing out, right? Yeah, that's not good. But he turned to us and we were used to when we stopped and turned, there was gonna be some sort of yelling. And he just went on this little run about how he was sorry about about who he was and then how he behaved. Dang, that's tough. And he said to us, dude, and this was harsh. I could tell you, it kind of ruined the family vacation weekend because it was heavy. Even as a kid, I remember him saying, you know, I just don't want you to grow up and be like me. Dang. Quote, I, I, want, I don't want you to grow up and be like me. He felt so bad about himself. And it was like, oh, my brother and I, I remember looking at him. Heartbreaking. Like, yeah, because after that day, I couldn't be mad at him anymore. You can't. Even as a kid, I realized, I was like, <clears throat> he's just not a happy person. Mm-hmm. He's not. A, he's doing what he can. He's doing the best he can. But you know one thing. In I, those
1: circumstances. Yeah,
0: and the one thing I, I realized, you can be a good parent, um, and this took me a little while, and still be a little, not selfish, but here's what I would tell you, man. It's your kid. Everybody only has one go around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's no reduce There's no redo's. There's no there's, redos. So just because you get four kids doesn't mean you get to come back and try your life again. No,
1: this is like Birdman. One take. This is it. One yeah. take,
0: right? So I always tell people the best thing you can do for your kid is to have a life. For a couple of reasons. One lead by example. Yes. But also, man, when you when both parents switch their whole life around to make their kid or kids the center of the universe. Yeah. Those kids grew up to be assholes because they grow up thinking they're the center Correct. of the world. Yep. So obviously these two grown ups around are just at my whim yep. and disposal and they'll do it they're not doing anything. They're always here for me. You know, at a very young age I made my kids know like, hey, like when a uh, grown ups were talking and they interrupted that that was yeah that's not cool no you're not this is not happening it was so important that they knew that i had a life outside of them so they knew that makes sense it's a bigger world
1: world. doesn't revolve around them yeah that
0: makes sense it's a
1: bigger world i was super fortunate because my dad is like he's a very disciplined no bullshit type of dude business wise he's a Fucking beast, which is where I get my business savvy from. You know, I run all the fighting kid business. All the whole business end of it is from me. I give all that credit to my dad, and then my mom was a person who, it's never been about money to her. It's never been a numbers game. She, you know, she had jobs, and it might look like. Times were rough financially, and it never got to her. I never once saw. It. She goes, "I'll figure it out." I'm like, she she used to always say, "I'm like a cat. I always land on my feet." I just remember like, dang, it's, it because my parents were divorced. So my yeah. dad, numbers game. We're gonna fucking figure this out. Hard work, make it work. I'm gonna hit the ground running. My mom, I will figure it out. I don't. It, we have love, man. It's all good. If we, if 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 the if the paycheck or the bonus doesn't come, we're gonna be fine. I'll yeah. figure it out. I just remember being like you know, lights are about to get shut off. My mom like, who cares? I got, light, I got candles. Yeah. So I, I've taken on that personality where things can be so stressful. I'm like, I'll figure, and I always do this. I'll figure it out. Like my dad was telling me, uh, you know, I'm, I'm fine. I'm making more money than I ever have. I'm working harder than I ever have. Things are great right now. And you know, I bought some lavish, I'm into watches, clothes, right. sh- shoes, stuff like that. And my dad just goes, I don't know if I'd be spending money like that, man. And I go, I know dad, that's you. I've the diff, I've never been a, I've never been worried about saving money or making money I, I just I always figure
0: it out and that's from my mom that's a good and bad thing but I have a good balance but you're enjoying your life yes you know it's interesting you know the one thing I did take away from my parents we were poor but I was aware that we were poor it was always we can't afford that this has cost money so it was a burden that I did not like carrying as a child mmm my kids never knew we were poor. And we were poor, dude. You know, I lived in one bedroom uh, with three kids. Dude, uh, that's it. You deserve some okay. sort of fucking stipend every but they, month. <laughs> but they never knew we were poor because at the end of the day, it was more of your mom's ideas, which is, hey, if they know they're loved and we are outside of the park playing every day and, listen, on, all it took was some balloons and an empty refrigerator box. They're straight. That was it. Yeah, I didn't have man. to spend any fucking money. No. Balloons, empty refrigerator box. And so that was the way we did it. Now, listen, we were unorthodox. I, I, I just I just said this out loud for the first time last week. Uh, there were some tough times, dude. I remember, you know, I had to do food stamps in WIC. Yeah. And um, emotionally, that was a very tough thing for me to do. As a man, as a provider, it's fucking... Well, I just don't like people's pity. And so... Mm you would get the when I'm there with the three kids and I'm there the people behind you it's emb- it's embarrassing for sure and I didn't I didn't fucking I grew I was near Rock and Roll Ralphs over there on Sunset yeah, right man. I remember running into somebody I knew and it was like oh this is terrible it was rough 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 but the kids never knew because We had fun, and you know, after a certain age, obviously they would have found out. They'll figure it out when
1: when they compare notes with other kids at school. Like, and don't get me wrong, my dad loved the shit out. I knew we were loved. Yeah, he was super disciplined, but I knew we were loved. But you, you know, my dad's the type of dad that we had contracts. I mean, in middle school, I had a contract. In uh, high school, I had a contract with my dad. He signed, I signed. That's that's you know, he was businessman. So you took
0: a little bit, you took more personality from mom.
1: Uh, I don't know. Like, my dad's a serious dude. Yeah. He's, you know, he's a no-type bullshit dude. He jokes around a little bit. And, then my, yeah, my mom's very, like, my mom was the one who a lot of people think my heroes growing up would be athletes, but they weren't. It was like Adam Sandler and Chris Farley and Jim Carrey because every Saturday night, no matter what we were doing, my mom made sure I was watching Saturday Night Live. And she'd always say, you're going to be on here. This is going to be you. And I'd always put on shows. And so my mom was always the one encouraging uh, my personality and entertainment. Yeah. But growing up in Denver, Colorado, this really, it's, that's not the avenue. And I was blessed where I was really good at athletics so it was like all right well this is what you do because there's no way you make money fucking you know trying to do be saturday night live for your friends apparently the people do make money doing <clears> that though but in denver at the time there was no you know what i'm saying there's no <laughs> yeah. outlet dude when, you could still when do you, snl buddy yeah i got a ways to go my man and you know but it being good at sports it was a you know it was a, it was a blessing man because it I made tons of friends. I worked with tons of personalities. I overcame obstacles, and so here I am now
0: with not enough brain damage where I can still kind of. That's good. No brain work. damage. I'm gonna. We're gonna test the big brown star power right now. Oh, because dang. this is not my normal time. I live. No, I'm sorry, man. No, no, no. I'm. I'm happy. Like so. We're gonna. Dude, I owe you. Uh, you. I'm gonna put the guys. number. Three two three two eight two seven four two four. 323 282 7424. If you have any questions for Big Brown, and we'll see where your star power is. But you don't Do I have time me. to drain this dick. I'm I am i get to pee so bad. Yeah, go down Do the I hallway. Do I have time? Go down, go down the hallway. It's out that door, you know where it is. That was extreme. Drain this drain dick, this dick was a little harsh. Sorry, man. <laughs> um, but you guys can still call in and we will uh, we'll rock and roll with Big Brown all the way down to the left. It's all right. He's going to he's going to drain. That dick. It's such an interesting term for me that when you, like, when people, like, if you're having sex with your girl and you're like, you know, grab this dick, what other dick is here? There's only one dick here. Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to be specific about this or that dick because there's generally just one dick involved. It's a one dick situation. There's a one dick party. It's almost disassociated. It's like mine. It's just, yeah. You say mine. Or listen... Yeah, grab my dick. It grabbed that dick. Right? Because that dick implies that there's more than one choice. Mm-hmm. Like not this dick, but that dick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, what's your name? You're on with Josh and Big Brown went down to the pisser. He'll be right back. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
2: Uh, Todd from Virginia.
0: What's up, Todd? Um, he uh he's he ran down the hallway to Did you hear him? Cuz he had to drain that dick.
2: Yeah, I was watching you
0: guys. It's pretty ridiculous that he said that dick, don't you think? What's that? Don't you think it's pretty ridiculous that he would say that dick? I mean, there's only one dick involved.
2: Well, he might have two, like a shark. Never know.
0: By the way, have you seen the dude with two dicks?
2: No, what? I have not. Is there such a thing?
0: Are you serious? Aaron, have you seen the dude with two dicks? He's got Can't, two say that I've clicked He's got two eight inch dicks. How's that possible? Jeez, I know, right? It's an embarrassment of riches. Um, it should be two two-inch dicks. He, right? he 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 has two eight-inch dicks. He says one is straight and one is bi, and he's had sex with a guy and a girl at the same time. Aaron, I know you're gonna Google it, so you might as well Google two dick dude. It's the craziest. It's it's a it's the it's a really weird visual. But two eight-inch dicks is like it's showing off. Hey. Yeah. We were discussing yeah, That's,
2: it. that's it just that's, that's evolution At its finest Yeah right there. We, we found the next step
0: I agree Big Brown is back Now listen I was saying You said drain that dick Right You know what makes <sighs> me laugh About that What Is that It's like when You know When you If you're if you're fucking Or you're having sex With somebody And you're like Grab that dick It's There's only one dick there So when you say that You're implying There's this dick And that dick
1: Yeah well You know how it goes It's just slang What the kids use that- Bri- Bri- We'll be in a crowded area Brian go uh, I got a piss out of my huge dick do you know where? The <laughs> but he'll say it dead Sir, it's the best
0: and people like it, it's out right of my there, huge
1: dick i gotta pee on my huge dick
0: we've got someone calling in do you have a question from for uh brendan
2: i do Brandon. how's it going buddy
0: what's up man
1: what's your name
2: hey it's todd from uh, virginia
1: what's up todd
2: hey man uh quick question what is next i know you guys have the. To... The Finder uh, huh. and the Kid 3D talent mm-hmm. uh, has finally released a special. Thanks to me. You've got several different lines of products, mm-hmm. right? Your uh, Dapper Life uh, working with Club 5-4 Dapper what?
1: Life? It's my pomade, yeah. hair pomade. I was about to say you should do hair products. I do. do. Yeah, I'm already in it.
0: Dapper Life. I mean, it's fucking <laughs> so it good. It's, it's so good. Brother. Yeah, it's so what good. What was the question
1: though,
2: brother? <laughs> so, uh, so timeline, next six months. Yeah. What can we expect from
1: you? Uh, that's a great question. I have a, I have a show coming up that I, I shoot the pilot for in two weeks that I, I'm not allowed to talk about, but I think people will be pretty excited about it. Um, it it's on a major network. I'm doing uh, play-by-play commentary for CBS uh, a boxing world championship boxing match. That's awesome. Um, you know, the Fighting Kid 3D, the, the pre-sale still going on right now. And uh, we're just trying to get to a certain mark where we're going to be able to do season two. Um, so the Fighting Kid 3D is the best thing I've ever done. But as far as, you know, six months from now, just doing this thing, man. You know, the Fire and the Kid, it, it, uh, it's growing so fast and things are going so good. The, these live tours, what I would like to do, and I, I, I've never talked about this, so you you got a good question. What I'd like to do is because the live tours we don't release them right yeah. because the opening bit is me doing stand up for ten or fifteen minutes, and then Brian comes on and we have this whole act and we we you know we do a lot of improv and then fan questions, current events. What I'd like to do is do uh, film a special with Brian and myself in, you know, at L.A., at the, at, the, at the Comedy Store, something like that, and release that for everyone, the fans. That's what I'd like to do by the end of the year. But
0: why don't you, um, you know, Pearl Jam would release an album, a live album, from every live show they did. Why not release every live show?
1: There's a lot that goes into it. To, to do that at every event. I'd like to, and I want to make it special for those fans. Like we're selling these shows out. I think it was available to everyone. I don't know if we'd sell them all mm, out. All right. and, and and also, you know, I open in BIT. Uh, I'm getting, you know, I'm trying to work on stuff and I'm I'm getting that down. So I think by the end of the year, maybe we do in New York or I'd love to do in LA at the store, film a special with me and Brian and release that for the, all the fans. For people who can't go, you know, we are, can, we do want to do international tours and we, I see all the Australia, England, uh, we got an for Australia and obviously we're going to Canada but there's people all over who want to see it so right. I think shooting a special and releasing it to them is, is one of the next things I want to do that's awesome there you go Todd what do you think about that
2: oh that's awesome and uh, Brendan one last thing quick name drop uh, next weekend I have Burt Crosher coming out here he's doing um, a comedy in Virginia Beach and he's coming to hang out with us on the weekend for a wine and brew fest in Smithfield Virginia good luck so if you and Brian Make it out here to this dismal place called Virginia.
1: <laughs> I love Virginia, Come out man. here; we'll
2: show you guys a good time.
1: Yeah, I'd love to, man. Have fun with Bert. He's good, a
2: wild
0: one. Good luck hanging with, uh, drinking with Bert. He's one of the good guys. Yeah, he's great. He's, he's great. one of the good guys. Thanks, man. Thank you for calling in. All right, you got to take care. of Big fan. Thanks, right, brother. Thanks. Um, I have to drive to the airport right now. Pretty soon, yeah. That's are we all out of questions? Um, I. Uh, no, we have more. I'm about okay. to go to the questions. Oh, you gotta on here. go right now. Oh, okay, I'm gonna go to the questions. Oh, gotcha. on, but people can call in if they want. Three two three two eight two seven four two four. By the way, um, is that weird that that came the, up? The two dick dude has a Twitter account. I know. Oh, you know about the two dick dude, right? He's got two eight inch dicks. Oh yes,
1: yeah. I have seen that guy.
0: By the way, isn't that weird that that's a picture someone sent me?
1: Why Bon Jovi?
0: Uh, because I'm doing a um, I'm doing something called the goddamn comedy jam. Uh huh. Um, and I'm do I I'm trying to decide what uh, what song to do. All right. I'm um and that, that is somebody wanted to know about um b- about okay. What what's the thing with Conan and the Cheetos? Conan and the Cheetos.
1: So I was on uh Conan's Monday Melee uh with Aaron Blay Blay and uh we played video games and I think uh there was a there's a time I think the Cheetos finger comes from for me playing video games, I, I, don't, I don't really know, but I'm assuming it's this, because when, so UFC has a game, EA Sports did a game, yeah. and they left me, they took me out of the game, because I talked so much shit about the UFC, and I went on this huge tyrant how I don't play video games. I'm 30. Anyone who plays video games has Cheeto Fingers, meaning they're sitting their Cheeto basement. Fingers. Yes. No, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think when people saw me playing video games, like, oh, what's up now? Cheeto Fingers. No, no, no. It's only if you play the UFC game. <laughs> and and my, my feelings were hurt, so I went hard in the pain at EA Sports. Did you? Oh, big time. Big time. They left you out? Yeah, because I wouldn't sign my likeness because I didn't want to wear Reebok. I wouldn't sign my likeness, and I wouldn't play the game. And so when they took me out of the game, I went, huh? And all the fans were tweeting me. So, man, no one censors me and I can say whatever I want. So I get on the mic and I just went super hard. Now, at the time, I was still under UFC contract. Right. So I get a call and a letter being like, yo, man, you better fucking get in line. So that really does go down. Yeah. You, there's, a, there's a code of conduct that you have to follow. Holy there's no shit. union, too, right? There's no union. Yeah.
0: So they basically have you by the balls. Oh, yeah. You better play the game. If they don't play the game, because I know what's the, as far as paying, like what's the next step down from UFC? Strike Force? No, Strike Force is gone. UFC bought them and then just full. them up? Uh, Bellator.
1: And so is the price differential like. Bellator actually pays really well and you know they have a good uh, they have a great CEO or president with Scott Coker who has a history of just killing the game so there's some free agents from the UFC going over to Bellator and more that's what people go oh, "Shab you're just a UFC hater I'm not I absolutely love the UFC" I always well I'm not a hater I'm a realist uh, the, competi- Bel- the bigger Bellator gets the more quality you're going to get of pure, pure fighting. You, want, you don't want a monopoly. You know right. what I'm saying? You want, you want there to be competition so guys uh, have a voice. So guys can compare their skill sets.
0: Somebody wanted to know what your go-to karaoke song is. Dude, I haven't done karaoke in forever. Well, what's, uh, I'm trying to think what your go-to karaoke song would be. I, I always like some Journey. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Are you a Don't Stop Believing guy?
1: It's the white person anthem,
0: isn't it? Yeah, that's not an easy one either. But you know what? Everyone does that one. Yeah. I could see you knocking out some Marvin Gaye. Really? Yeah, maybe get up there and kill a let's get it all. <laughs> Fucking with, Fuck, dude. take out that dick. <laughs> take out that <laughs> dude, uh <laughs> man, I don't I haven't done
1: uh karaoke in so long. There's a place close to here. I think it's called like White Dragon or something where you get your have you heard of you get your own private rooms with karaoke. Wow. That's one of those. Yeah. yeah.
0: K town, what is that? Kriat
1: town, son. Come on, how?
0: What am I supposed to know what K town is? K town, what else would it be? I don't know. That's kind of it. Do you spend a lot of time in K town, buddy? Not at all. (laughs) K town. If you call something K town, that seems like a place that you. I agree. You've been there for massages. (laughs) You've been down there for massages. And K town is. If you're calling it K town, that's not like oh I've driven through K town. That means like you know. To be honest, the minute it came out of my mouth, I was like, "Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah exactly. K-Town is so That means you're familiar with it No See, can I tell you something uh, The last time I was at a strip club in Vegas And strip clubs aren't my thing Never really have been my... I like looking at the girls yeah, but Yeah, but I'll go in with If there's a group of people And it's like a party And, you know, we're all drinking That's fine. Then the pressure's off of you, yeah Yeah, but it's also just kind of You're fucking around with your friend And, you know, you can You're still getting shit stains on your white tea, though Well, listen The best thing is to do Okay, when we were in Mexico I with my friend had been like, I'd never been to a he said, I've never been to a strip club. And I go, oh, okay. And I take him, we go to the strip club, and as we're walking up, I run up, I go, let me set you up. And I run up to the guy at the door, I go, Hey, who's the just the grossest woman you have? <laughs> and he goes, looks or like what she'll do? I go, both. Yeah. I go, if if you have someone over like fifty five or sixty, that'd be great. And he was like, We do have one. And I go, okay. And I go, what'll she do? And he goes, She will literally do anything. And I said, okay. So I said to my buddy, hey, I'm going to set you up in the boom-boom room. And he was so, he was like... The boom-boom room. Yeah, the boom-boom. He was a few. He was so happy. He was like, thank you, man. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And I was like, no problem. So he goes back there. You just go back there, man, and take off your clothes. You're this guy, man. Oh, it's so fun. I go, go back there, man, take off your clothes. It's going to be great. So he goes back there, and then I see the person, the little short Mexican woman. She's probably like five, um, she's got to be 180 She's thicker than a snake is Skinny legs, but huge belly She looks like the green guy from Monsters, Inc Yes, yes. skinny guy, huge legs No titties really to speak this of This is awesome a, You know, flat ass Perfect A tiny, like short hair, but in a perm Oh. Yeah, dude, I fucked, right? So <laughs> I go on our way back there um, I look at her and I give her a $100 bill I go, hey Anything goes back there. You make him do whatever. Now my buddy's this timid little dude and he'd never been to a strip club before. So he thought he's getting the works. So we sit down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then we sit down and I'm with a girl who's also never been in a strip club. And we're a little ways away. And she looks to me and she goes, What's that thing hanging out of that girl out of one of the dancers? What's that thing hanging out of that girl's vagina? And I go, Her vagina is hanging out of her oh. vagina. And she goes, What? I go, Yeah, that's an Audi. And she goes, What? I go, there's indies and there's outies, and that one's a little bit of an Audi. As I'm explaining the outie there, my buddy runs out. Now, listen, last place you want to be barefoot is in a Mexican strip club. That's a bad idea. He's barefoot running. That's how badly he wanted out of there. Jesus He Christ. ran out of the boom boom room, shirt over his shoulder, pulling up his pants. I think he only had one sock. <laughs> he didn't fuck He wanted out of it. He goes, we're going right now. And I go, what? He goes, we're going right now. And I walk out, and I go, what's going on? He goes, First of all, first of all, I take my clothes off and this little fucking troll walks in. (laughs) Yeah, bro. Yeah. And he goes, she takes out her titties, he said, which were like, they weren't even titties. They were just giant areolas. And he said, so she takes them out and she's trying to push it up so she can kiss her own tit. And he said this, the longest Tongue like rolled out of her mouth, oh, just and, a warlock, yeah, and made like a noise when it hit her chest. Oh, real he was skill. like, It was like a heavy, long oh, tongue, God. right? And he said, She didn't even lick it, she was just like more rubbing it back and forth, like
1: a snake, yeah.
0: And um, and then he goes, Now listen, she outweighed me by like 40 pounds, so she goes over and she lays down and she goes, Come lay on top of me. And he was like, Nah, hey man. <on>. <laughs> hey, warlock stripper, put a yeah. little effort yeah. into it. And he, he was like, nah, I don't want to. she goes, come lay down on me. And he's like, okay, he comes, <laughs> lays down on her. Pure pressure. And so she starts to try to push his head down so he'll go down on her. Good lord, lady. And he's like, no, I'm not doing that. And she was like, no, 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 lick me once. I love it. Lick me. And he was like, no, there's no fucking there's, way. There's not happening. There's no way. I don't she, want Ebola. She put her, her finger inside of her vagina and wiped it on his face oh, to kind of entice him, right? To entice him. This is what you're missing. He said he was like uh-huh. Red, uh-huh. Red. Uh-huh. red, red. The fucking ah, <laughs> oh, god damn it. Picked up his shit, See put it in ya. his pants, right? And uh, he was like, "You better get your money back." And I go, "Did she wipe her vagina on your face?" And he said, yeah. And I go, that was worth it. Yeah, that's, That's what was was she, 20? I was like, that's exactly what I. 20 spot? Yeah. How much was this lady? I was like, that was the best thing that's ever happened. Dude. He, when I say he washed his face 180 times that night, drunk, we would be, we'd go back to his room and we're sitting there and he's talking the whole time and we'd sit down and he'd be talking for, he'd be like, that was gross. And then you just see him go, you know what? And he'd go back into the bathroom and fucking scrub his face. I don't blame him, man. Uh,
1: you're that friend, man. You're the guy you gotta watch out for.
0: Oh, yeah, because we, we always just wanna have some fun, buddy. That's not fun.
1: <laughs> that's not fun. I might Although have I, to. That's I might have what to, he said. I, I might have to <laughs> Ray Rice a bitch if she tried wiping her fucking <laughs> pussy juice on my that's face. That's what he oh.
0: said. I go, we're just having fun. He goes, that was not fun. Not fun for the was man. <laughs> Good lord. Um, I do have to drive to the airport, and I know there are What's people- going on at the airport? It's me driving out, buddy. Um and I got to go to Oh you got a f- you're I gotta flying. Go to Omaha, Nebraska. Ooh, a little show in Nebraska? I got a show in Nebraska a little this week. Cornhusker action. Yeah, my buddy, you know, Larry the Cable Guy lives out there and he uh he um he's going to come on out to a show. Hopefully he'll do a little bit of time. Oh, that'll be fun. He's the best. Yeah, you know. he's killing it. He's one of the most generous people you'll like ever meet ever in the fucking history of ever. And it's all an act, right? Like he's he's yeah, not his Dan, Yeah, his name's Dan. Yeah, his name's Dan Whitney. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's like super generous and super nice, and I know p- some comics give him a hard time, but we um, Why? we count because they they the don't think he's funny, and it's an act. But I'll tell you something: we counted his in his act once, three hundred and seventy-nine punchlines.
1: Jesus Christ!
0: That's a fucking
1: oh, he's selling out stadiums.
0: I like, you can't. I did a me show. Mean
1: wrote. I I'll I'll be on. I was actually making fun of him uh, to Rogan. Yeah, and Rogan was like, "What, bitch?" Yeah. He's like, dude, he's selling out
0: stadiums and then like educated me on. I'm trying. Like, this I dude's if just I can show killing you. Oh, the yeah. game. That's me in front of 53,000 people that he sold tickets to. Yeah, 53,000 tickets. You know who does that? You too? Springsteen?
1: No, he has the market by the balls. That redneck.
0: Oh, fuck oh dude, just... 53,000. No, he's like, it was, it was insane. Yeah, it was insane. Yeah. Um, no, he's do killing you, it. Do you want to plug um... your. Hey, and listen, the by kid- the way. My, uh, I would tell everybody, check out Fighter and the Kid. I, I know some of you don't... It has nothing to do with fighting. Yeah. It's a comedy He's podcast. He's just the right? fighter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just
1: happen to be a fighter who they call it the Fighter the Kid.
0: And you guys heard Callan on my podcast and loved him. He's, He's so... hilarious. And then Callan, uh, his
1: special just came out, and we, we grouped it in a bundle where the Fighter and the Kid 3D, if you go to tfatk3d.com for pre-sale, you get Calen's Comedy Special, Never Grow Up, right away, a limited edition uh, Fire and Kid t-shirt, right away, and then May 1st, you get all 12 episodes of Fire and Kid 3D and outtakes, and it's the best thing I've ever done. Obviously, it's the only TV thing I've ever done, but uh, it's the thing I'm most proud of. Out of sports, anything, this is the best thing I've ever done. It's And, and it's ridiculous. And your kid.
0: He's cool, too, <laughs> Fire and Kid 3D, <laughs> Fire and Kid 3D. <laughs> Guys, uh, me Omaha this weekend, next weekend Greenville, South Carolina, the weekend after that Lexington, Kentucky. It's the Shoot Your Face Off tour. Uh, this week is not this not the big city tour. This weekend, not the this big month, city. no. Oh, we're actually Although Greenville, South Carolina is going to be amazing. South Carolina is dope. Uh,
1: f- the Brian Callen and myself are live, Fire and Kid live, and next week New Orleans on Thursday, Houston on Friday, Dallas on Saturday, House of Blues k.com for tickets.
0: Um and guys, I'm sorry I didn't get to more of your phone calls. Um I always shake them off. <laughs> shake them off. I, I shake it off. He looks at me, but if I'm in the middle of talking to you, I'm like, "I don't want to fucking break that up." Uh d- dow- download, subscribe, rate, tell everybody about the show. Love you. Next time.